Now, he, this event is happening six months after uh, Elizabeth became pregnant with John the Baptist. So, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at this saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Sounds like no option there. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How will this be, since I am a virgin? And the, the angel answered her and said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you before the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative in her old age has now conceived a son, and this is with her the sixth month who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Father, we thank you for the marvelous, incredible things that you did in order to provide a way for us to be forgiven and delivered into your hands of mercy. We call it redemption, Lord. And this was the first part of that plan when Jesus was going to be brought into the world. Thank you. Thank you in your name. Amen. So uh, I'm going to tell you a little story here. It happened a long time ago, and uh, it wasn't, it's not really Betty's story or my story. It is Betty's brother's story and his wife. And um, they had just moved into their house, uh, their first house, a short time before this happened, and it was up, up in northern New Jersey where there actually are trees. And, and I'm being facetious. There are trees all over New Jersey. People just think there aren't. But this was a beautiful place, and their house kind of backed up into a woods that was really large. And, uh, you know, Mike and Cindy were sitting at the kitchen table one evening. I think they were playing a game. And then Mike had his back to the back door, and Cindy was sitting across the table from him. And all of a sudden, she just turned white. Her jaw dropped. And she couldn't speak for a minute. And of course, Mike's very concerned. What's going on? What's happened? And she said, I need you to turn around very slowly and tell me that I'm not crazy. And there was a bear at their back door up on its hind legs like this. And it was gigantic. At least that's the way the story was told. And it scared her to death. I th yes, really. <laughs> it really did happen. 
a long time ago. I have no idea what brings these things to mind when I'm getting ready to, to uh, share with you. But I wonder if this isn't kind of like what Mary was going through. Because, you know, all of a sudden, there's an angel in her house. And I see that my iPad is not operating properly, so we'll try it one more, and one more time, and if that doesn't work, then we will just go without the notes. So here she is, in her house, and by the way, I know I've seen different uh, renditions of this in movies and things, which shows her outside and what have you, but the, the verbs here, it says, entered in to her. So she was indoors someplace, guessing it was her house, and then... Um, this angel just kind of shows up. Have you ever noticed that when angels show up, they never knock? I mean, they don't. Every time you read about it in the Bible, I mean, none, none that I know of have, have ever visited me, certainly not in my house. I'm pretty sure I would have known that if just, poof, there he is in all of his glory. And he says this incredible thing. He says, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And there are three really cool things about that simple sentence. The word greetings in the original language, although it is used to as a greeting, but the root word is the word for rejoice. Rejoice, O favored one. And the root word for favor is grace. So in the Paul Lang translation of this verse, it would be rejoice, graced one. And we know that grace is never earned. Any of my Faith Foundation students could tell you, right guys? They're not even nodding their heads. They're obviously looking at something else. But that's okay. We're not in Faith Foundations right now. So... It is never earned. It is never deserved. It is not because she had a pure life. It was not because she was, her behavior was always good for her parents and, and for others and always respectful to authority. How many of us have ever really done that? She might have. We don't know. Mary was an everyday person. There was nothing special about her that deserved God's favor. She had it because it had been given to her. And the Lord is with you. This is the angel affirming her faith. Faith that in those days was unconditional. Whatever it was that the Lord said, she believed. And of course, she didn't have an iPad or a paper Bible. The only way she got the word was to go to the synagogue and they went twice a day. I think we should change our schedule and have, have church twice a day. What do you think? What? Well, before school, before school, and right before dinner. Um, they didn't, I don't think they really had wrestling practice back in those days. <laughs> This is, what, this is the greeting that she received. And it was only because she believed. God's selection was not determined by who she was, 
what her name was. It was not determined about what she did do or what she didn't do. We have no idea why God chose Mary. There were probably many other young women in that day who would have been qualified, quote-unquote, faith, a descendant of David, and, you know, some of these other things. But um, we don't really know. And, of course, you know, think about it. What's going on here? There's an angel in my house alone with me. How many people have been through that? Not very many. And he's saying these strange things. Rejoice, graced one, me? Who am I? Why would an angel of the Lord be coming to me? Mary was just a simple young woman from a simple family betrothed to a simple, quiet carpenter. And I do mean quiet. Um, I, you, you may be able to correct me on this, but I've done a little bit of research, and I don't believe there is a single word that Joseph spoke that was written down in the Scriptures. I am sure that he did speak, but pretty quiet guy. None of it got written down. They were from this place called Nazareth, of Nazareth of all places. It was a little out-of-the-way town in Galilee. It didn't have a good reputation, and no one outside of Nazareth probably ever knew their names. So there was nothing prominent about this family. What could the Lord possibly want with me? Well, the next thing we realize is that she's processing all this stuff, right? She's processing, she's got all these different thoughts that are going on, and the angel is still talking. Don't be afraid. Uh, that would be hard. You have found favor with the Lord. There's that word again. It means grace. You have found grace. You have found the groin. So first time, it's rejoice. You are graced. And now it's don't be afraid. You are graced. The thing about grace is that it's never earned. And I said that before. This is the foundation of God's whole message to Mary. You are graced. And Mary was about to be graced even more. She was going to have a baby. Hey, that's always grace, right? We have three. We've got seven grandchildren. Some of you I know have more. I can live with that. I came from a very small family, and Betty came from a very large family, and we kind of met in the middle. We have way more children than I ever dreamed of or initially wanted, but now who could I give up? So, graced even more, you're going to have a baby and you're going to call his name Jesus. And this is what he's going to be like. He's going to be great, the son of the Most High. God will give him the throne of David. That was really important. He will reign over the house of Jacob. Jacob was a guy. His name was changed to Israel. Sound familiar? Whole nation. You're gonna, he's going to be ruler over Israel forever. This is Messiah talk. 
Mary is going to be graced. She's going to be the mother of Messiah. Being graced just took on a whole new dimension. Things were going to change more than anybody ever dreamed. Of course, there is the question of, how's this going to be? How can this happen? I'm not married. I've never been with a man. But the answer is simple from the angel's standpoint. A little less simple for us, isn't it? The angel, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. Mary, graced beyond her wildest imagination, was going to have give birth to the Son of God. Because nothing is impossible for God. What he says, he will do. And he will never miss one thing. As I have studied the New Testament and the Old Testament and looked at areas where um, there were some really obscure things in the Old Testament, particularly in the Psalms, that we find were actually fulfilled through Jesus. Things that... I never dreamed. Things that you know the Old Testament writers were, they were writing, and probably some of it they knew was prophecy. And then there were these other things that they had no clue. And then all of a sudden we see things coming together in the New Testament that I wouldn't have needed them all. But God planted all of those things, even the obscure ones, into the Old Testament scriptures in order to fulfill them through our Lord Jesus Christ. And this is happening with Mary. Mary's answer is incredible. Think if this were you. This all happened in moments. If it were me, I'd be thinking, yeah, maybe I should really think about this. I've spent a lot of time thinking about much smaller decisions than this. Of course, we could argue the fact of whether it really was a decision. But here's the thing. She immediately said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. That is faith extraordinary. That is faith beyond what many of us can conceive. I know a man, he, he was called into the ministry when he was in his 30s. He had a successful career up to that point. And um, I can't explain how the call happened, but he just immediately said yes. And his wife didn't argue. And they had never talked about it before. You can believe that all of the young women of Mary's day weren't standing around talking. Gee, I wonder if one of us will be the mother of Messiah. I think there were aspects of this that no one had any idea. 
that a virgin was going to conceive the Son of God and deliver the Messiah into the world. I don't think anybody got that. No one was expecting Jesus to come that way. No one was expecting Jesus to come to some little family in an out-of-the-way place from the wrong town. Remember when Jesus was calling his early disciples, and I don't remember which one it was, and one of them said, well, can anything good come out of Nazareth? Well, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's just amazing to me. And here's the thing. Mary isn't any different from any of us. Yes, her story is unique, just like all of ours. There will never be another Mary. There'll never be a mother of Messiah. But there are going to be calls that come to us from time to time. And we need to say yes. Mary was going to have a lot of hardship and rejection as a result of the this, but think of the blessedness in her soul, knowing that her Redeemer, that she gave him birth in the earth. So I'm going to say this to you. Rejoice. You are graced. Every last one of you, rejoice. You are graced by God. Father, thank you for these words. Thank you that it was just an average everyday person that had no reputation, had no idea that she was ever going to be called of you to do this extraordinary and wonderful thing to bear your son. And Lord, I pray that as we're thinking about the calls that we get from time to time to serve in this way or to serve in another way or following on with some of the things that Pastor Brandon said last week, just be ready to talk to somebody that doesn't know Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would remind us every day you are calling us to rejoice because we are graced, given to, by you. Thank you in your precious and wonderful name. Amen.